All right, good day, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, at least my time zone anyway, I could say evening, we are catching up on some health, and we're going to catch up on some tech at the same time, because those of you who've been listening to the show for a long time know that I'm also a secret geek. Uh, but this gentleman has some similar backgrounds. I've not rock climbed at his level, but I've dabbled for a few years, uh, many years actually. Uh, he, he might know a little bit about skiing. And he might know a little bit about technology uh, because he's been around the startup bump uh, from his background that I reviewed. I mean, everything from companies like Virtual Health, Good Eggs, uh, Aura, as in the Aura Ring, and uh, some other sites that I've actually been on, including, have you ever heard of Better Doctor? So uh, I loved uh, stumbling across this gentleman. And uh, t- But today we're going to talk about some intelligence, some some technology, some things maybe around smart nutrition. I will use some of their branding. Um, so our guest co-host, let's jump in. I want to talk a lot about health. I want to talk a lot about nutrition. I love part of the backstory. We may dabble a little on cancer. So without further ado, Ari Tuliser, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Scott. Great to be here. Well, thank you for joining me. And uh, so obviously for the people listening in, what was I talking about? Smart nutrition. Well, we're going to do some screen sharing right off the bat just so I can get the visual out there. We're talking about ELO as an ELO.health, and uh, I have never heard of them until today. So that's another reason why I brought them onto the show. Obviously, we got introduced a few weeks back, gave me time to dig into you guys, and I'm intrigued about how you guys are jumping into all of this, but without diving into the tech right away. I've done tons of fundraising over the years, lots of different charities, especially around cancer, MS. I lost a a brother, or sorry, a cousin to ALS. Um, All tragic viruses, or sorry, viruses, diseases that that can affect all of us. So, especially other things like my own father has now has diabetes for the past 10 years. No history of that in our family. Now, granted, there's some lifestyle choices that might have been erroneously made. Uh, but part of your family's background, your wife, if I may mention that, since you do have it on the website, uh, you guys had a bit of an adventure, a, a kind of a trigger point, a shift in your own lifestyles. Can we chat about that? Yeah, we can We can talk about it. Awesome. Well, you're the guest co-host, so catch us up while, uh, about that. Obviously, they could read about it, but I was I want to hear the words in the podcast world because it's crazy, that background you guys had to go through. Yeah, so I mean, I think... Uh... I'm a pretty typical uh, healthcare entrepreneur. Um, I, I was a techie um, for for my youth, and I was like two things: I was an athlete, I was working on the tech, and and got into computers very very early. Um, but for me, I mean, things changed a little bit uh, when I was I think 20, 20, 22 years old. My uh, my wife had a had a suddenly out of nowhere healthy athletic woman uh, had a thyroid t- a tumor on her neck. And um, it was diagnosed by by herself in in uh, British Museum in London. We were, we were, vividly remember the moment. It was kind of unique that you know she's um, looking at um, an exhibition about uh, about ancient pharaohs, and there was a sarcophagus that um, had like you know different things that uh, were reason why people died two thousand years ago in Egypt, and she had loops on her ears and. She was pressing a button and hearing the story about what's going on and and pressing the neck area of the sarcophagus and suddenly listening to it and got all white and calls me there and I put the headphones on and I hear the story about uh, about you know lump in the neck 
And then I was like touching her neck when she was like pointing it. And I was like, well, you have exactly what they describe on the on the audio. And then, you know, a few days later, we are back in back in Finland, where I was from. Um, and uh, we are an operation table and getting rid of it. Wow. And and there was nothing like, you know, there's nothing life threatening, you know, after luckily we, we got it early. Hmm. Uh, but uh, it, it took away part of the thyroid and it led into autoimmune diseases. It led into hormonal imbalances a lot of these things that are unknown unknown still today we don't really know what to do about these things yeah well, i mean the so, human body is an amazing crazy multicellular machine uh where we're still figuring out things to this day so um yes cancer sometimes can just skip right through people in a family and a generation and and hit things differently so i mean uh, obviously once the tumor is removed no major issues did you guys have to go through a ton of chemo or anything like that or no, no, no. It was, cool. it was just you know getting it out uh, clean. It was beautiful, and it helps when you are very young and oh, yeah. and you're healthy. But you know the bottom line is that um, at that moment, you know, suddenly you got this moment. You know, all our parents were alive. I think at that time, our grandparents. This is like twenty plus years ago. Mm -hmm. They were all alive, so nobody had really died in our family. And then first time you have to think about mortality. You have this moment that all said like, you know, you are not immortal. Something might happen. And usually we have that discussion and that thought when you are 40 or you get your own kids or maybe you're 50 or something happens. And we had it so young that we, we started to think about it then and, and, and thought about health. And we, we talked about like what to do about it. And then it wasn't like a big deal in a way. It was medicated. And then, you know, a few years later, we were like, let's have a family. And we realized that with, with the medication, with the condition, you can't get pregnant. And wow. Oh, that so that treatment that she went through is what inhibited her from being able to rear a child. And, and, and part of the medication that happened. And, mm -hmm. and then, you know, we, we, of course, you know, you, 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 you fell in love, you find, you know, the, the partner for your life. And, you know, you, you really hope to have a family at some point. Sure. So we spent um, almost 10 years on, on trying to find a way uh, to overcome that issue. And in the end, um, food and, and nutrition and mindfulness and, and and of course we used also Western medicine and Western medicine helped her you know saved her life really. yeah. so I'm not poo pooing on anything about the you know, Western medicine because we do great things we save millions of lives every year yeah. but at the same time you know we found out that it was about helping her body to get back to the the stasis stasis that you know you can actually help the body to heal itself and mm -hmm. it was really like this sort of almost like a keto type of diet I mean keto wasn't really not I mean, known then back in the days. Uh, but now it's a big deal. Oh yeah, and, and I, I was living it, and I didn't realize I was a keto guy back in the day. I mean, I was yep. doing, following most of those protocols and uh, the whole foods and everything else. And I'm like, oh, is that what that's called? <laughs> Cutting all the and sugars and, and excess totally. grains and processed oils out of my life uh, was just just came naturally with some other influencers. We, we went like oh, 15 years ago. We went then um, no meat, no grains, no added sugar. Uh, at all and i mean we are still mainly on that diet now we do sometimes meat because the, the kids they 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 like meat at times and so forth but you know that it took many years and you know finally we kind of finalized finalized the system and got her back on track and then of course we find out that you know we have a compatibility issue on getting pregnant and we have to go to ivf and all this stuff and we, we've uh, had friends go through it i mean it's uh, again two different biologies trying to match up yeah it's tough and then you know but it's like like every every step of the way there's an obstacle and we kind of go over the one obstacle and and then you know i think 10 10 11 years ago we we lost our first son and mm -hmm. that was like really drastic we finally get off the hump we get all the way there and then you know 
something else completely happens. And and that was a moment when I decided that I'm going to spend my next 30 years building healthcare companies, investing in healthcare companies, and focusing on the human performance and trying to make it easier to live a good life and, and stay healthy. And um, it was a tough, tough decision in a way, you know, that time. And my wife also went from being, you know, corporate exec to becoming in the end a Kondo Murray consultant, working with Marie Kondo. Nice. Uh, to helping people to get rid of the excess stuff and and we are really like try to be grounded like we today live life where we have 200 items per person in the family and uh, you know we we got finally lucky you know eight years ago we had we we had a healthy son and then we had a healthy daughter four years ago so we now have a have a family that you know we were hoping for so long but you know it was a long haul like you know 20 years and now now we are here and you know because of this i built you know three companies now in healthcare and um and there's always a silver lining on every story, but it was tough uh, uh, many, many, many times in that uh, 20, year, 20 year journey. Well, and I can definitely attest to the fact that as we get older, it, whether you're religious or not, I'm not that religious, but I mean, I'm very scientific. It doesn't matter. The point is, is like whether there's the universe or God or whatever, like we're meant to be tested. We're meant to unfortunately be pushed to the breaking point. Uh, and that's part of my backstory with the, the wildland firefighting years ago is I chose a career to literally not realizing it, had an idea that it just was designed to beat the living snot out of you. <laughs> and, uh, but it was grounding. It was, it was powerful. Um, but then at the end of that firefighting season, that's part of, you know, now that I've reflect back over the years, I'm like, wow, that was a tipping point because I went from, a farm kid to chasing corporate dreams and getting into the tech space and getting paid well with, you know, where my friends weren't and, and, and then saying, you know what, I'm not happy. And then going into the firefighting thing, everything else. And one thing I realized I've always had health and fitness always along with me. I've been over the years, my free time years ago, I was a spinning instructor. I was a personal trainer and those were just side things while I was doing my corporate gig, but I just loved being healthy and being fit. Um, but back then I'm trusting, magazines and men's health and all that stuff. And again, I'm not trying to bash on the publications. I'll just say there's some stuff that's published and shared that's not really true. <laughs> uh, and then over the years, as I gotten older, one of the most fundamental things that you've talked about, and obviously what your company's trying to help with, is nutrition. Like Part of my tagline for the show, we fuel your health business and lifestyle. Health always comes first. Well, I always reflect on that that word from me from firefighting and everything else. Fuel to me is is a verb. You know, it's it's to get things going. And nutrition is one of the most powerful baselines of my existence. Like how, what we put in is what we get out. Um, and, and as you guys talked about, it sometimes can take years to correct and heal the body, right? And that's part of what basically kind of fast forwarding your your wife's story. She over time healed her body and and you guys came in better alignment and you're able to create life <laughs> that's a pretty powerful result it's magic and and it's also powerful in a way that you know i became a believer of the idea of food as medicine and and i always remind myself that you know i wake up uh you know the, the kids are are here because of you know food mm -hmm. was medicine for us yeah and there was if we would, would not have done that we would not they would not be here so i mean it's pretty powerful for they don't know that story yet, but you know, later I think <laughs> it'll be fun to find fun, fun the building when they're older. I think it's if you want to prove to them that nutrition and how your full body is right. I mean, it's like, hey, you literally what might not have ever been here <laughs> if you know if your mother and I hadn't 
healed each other together over the years. It's uh that's it's a great way to make sure your kids stay healthy. <laughs> oh, totally. And by the way, like uh, one one of the aspects, like I I was born in Finland, lived in um, in a lot of places, but you know, moved to California about fifteen years ago while we were in the middle of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you know the the negative things you know with with our first um, son happened in in the Californian. Um, it was tough, like navigating the the healthcare system was Ugh. immensely complicated. And you, know, you come from Europe, where you basically are you you are you get what you're given. Like you you go to healthcare, you don't pay anything, you don't pick a doctor out of a million doctor list. But then you come to the U.S. and you know I had I was at the at the Nokia at the time, and you have this gold plated plan or the Cadillac plan. You hear wait Nokia speaking. cell phones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I, I, was, I I used to be an analyst. I mean, you'll appreciate this. Got to pause on it real quick. Um, Okay, T-Mobile today, uh, when they acquired the last company, before that, it was uh, over here on the East Coast, was VoiceStream Wireless, also on the West Coast. But before that, it was, uh, there's Bell Atlantic Mobile out there, right, which, again, is now Verizon. And to go even further back, there was a West Coast company called Western Wireless 15 years ago. I don't know if they were still there. And then on the East Coast, it was called OmniPoint. Those two became VoiceStream Wireless, and VoiceStream Wireless became T-Mobile. But, again, Nokia back in the day was the phone. I mean, it was, we sold the crap out of them and they were bulletproof and they were a bomber and you could just do anything to that phone. So I just had to, you, you're flashing me back to my telecom days. So yeah, you know, you could, you could hammer a nail in the wood blank with the, with the phone. Yeah. And, yeah. But the phone was as simple as what you're referencing the European healthcare system. It's like, it, it's uh, to connect this to people struggling at a grocery store there's too many options. It's like going to a nice restaurant here in this country. I don't need three pages of stuff. The nicer mm. restaurants I found, just like you watch any of those cooking shows, they they're, they're, yeah, they bring in an expert to help you improve your restaurant, and you're usually simplifying the menu. Let's just oh. lean and mean, right? Super simple. People don't get confused. And you're right about the healthcare here. I mean, I'm such a healthy nut. I was like, I'm trying to find like the, pre- not the prevention plan, but like I don't use anything. I t- <laughs> I mean, I'll go to the dentist, I pay cash. I don't need it. I'm an entrepreneur. I work for myself, but I, I do pay for insurance. But I was like, other than a couple of years ago, adrenaline junkie life, I collapsed a lung. Needed some lung surgery. You know, that definitely helped. But other than that, I'm like, every time I go get blood work done, they're like, you're amazing. You know, so it's like, okay, well, what's the plan for that? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I just need to get some blood work once in a while, do a couple of things. But I'm not the guy costing that the industry you know, tons of money. I've taken accountability for that. So uh, you guys coming here to this country and then unleashing all that on you, it must have taken you a little bit to figure that out. <laughs> well, it, it, I think it's a perceptional thing that, you know, you, you come outside and, and you look at the system in a way that you don't take it for granted. Hmm. I think, you know, most of people, you know, who are, who were brought up with the system, they are like, that's what it is. There's no other way. And the, the other way is that, you know, you don't have so much choice, but you don't also need to think about, you know, you running out of money. Like, you know, the, the most common way people get bankrupt is because of medical pills True. in the U.S. True. How many how many suicides are happening? How many people end up opioids because they get depressed because they can't pay the bills? They they drop off from the health plan. But anyway, for us, the, the dilemma was in a way that we, we had complicated um, health issues that we need to find the right doctor. Yes. And at one point, we needed to do a surgery that had been done 300 times in the U.S. ever. That's a pretty rare thing. And um, then we built a, a company called Better Doctor, 
um, to help people, you know, find a doctor because, you know, it was very difficult. And frankly, that was 12 years ago, I think 10 years ago when I started. And it's still very difficult to do. So you don't have a system where you could actually find, if you need to like, you know, do a knee replacement or something important for you, you want to run, you want to get a good knee. How do you find the right doctor and the right place to do it? True. You can go to Amazon and you buy a new vacuum cleaner like we did uh, recently. There's 13,000 reviews on the vacuum cleaner and it just came out. I mean, that's insane. And yeah. then you look for the doctor who will open you, put you in the sleep, and you have one review in Yelp. That, that's a problem. So yeah. we need a, need a better way to do this, I think. Yeah, I had to screen share real quick because obviously I know that you also worked with Quest and obviously now Better Doctor basically is Quest Analytics. It's the, the, all that branding is merged. So, um, but it's a great data verification site. Yeah, and we, I saw, so Better Doctor used to be a, a consumer app. We were app, you know, on the iPhone, on the, on the mobile app stores. We had 20 million people using it hmm. before we became a, a data platform and, and more of a system in the back of the healthcare. And um, yeah, I sold the company five years ago to private equity. Um, I was a CEO of the Quest and then I was CEO of the Better at the same time, both. And um, and we built a pretty decent company. In, I was going to say, good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, it's funny, like nobody knows the company. Thank you for, you know, doing the doing the block. I mean, nobody knows the company. Nobody knows the name. I but, stumbled uh, across it because I was I, I was doing a search. This God, this is three, four years ago. Just off my point, like I've taken accountability for my health. So I don't want to depend on healthcare. I feel in my world, maybe I'm crazy. The healthcare there is there for like the emergency backup plan. Like if I do everything right daily, it's just there in case I screw myself up, <laughs> all right? Because I collapse a lung, you know, you cut something, you, you break a bone, or you want some advanced diagnostic testing done. Okay, cool. I'll go and have the professionals do that. But other than that, I, I don't need to go to what doc even my regular doctor says, like, why are you here? I was like, I'm just doing my little, I geek out about blood data and all that. And, you know, he's like, all right, but you, you, everything was good. So, uh, but yeah, I went there because I was also trying to find, uh, functional medicine doctors because that's a newer thing that I'm actually enjoying as uh, something different than the, tr I hate to use the word traditional. I don't like that word. We'll say the modern day MD because I feel like if you use the word traditional, shouldn't we be tying in some of the Eastern medicine influence along with the Western because technically Eastern medicine, something as simple as using food was around way longer than the modern Western medicine. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever chat about that. So I think the the idea of um, Eastern, Western, uh, people talk about holistic, people talk about natural medicine. I mean, in the end, the funny thing that is often true, that if something has been here and has tested time for 2000 years, there's usually something in that. We might not know today exactly why or how something works. But uh, I mean, the funny thing, I mean, maybe a good example on this that most people don't know. Uh, there was two people in England uh, back in the days, uh, 1800s, who invented the steam engine hmm. about the same time. These, neither of these persons had any idea how it works. They had no idea how does the, um, the, the you know, air uh, or, the, or the water vapor expand. Nobody had, had a, there was no concept in science of, you know, water vapor expanding at a certain level. We didn't know about the Pascal or, you know, the... They, they, nobody knew about that. They right. just tinkered in a carass and they came up with a steam engine within the same year. And then five or four years later, scientists found out why it works. 
So many ideas, innovations in the world are not created by the scientists, but the science has later walked and let us understand what they mean. Mm -hmm. So I think there are there are a lot of good ideas, I think, that you know your mom or the the lore, folklore is talking about. Many of them are bullshit, but you know, some of them actually are facts yeah. that it's, you it, need to listen to. It just took time to find the right people to start implementing the implementers, whether it be engineers or just people who just you know decided to just execute on on the on the game plan and figure it out and all of a sudden apply these discoveries that weren't fully applied or implemented before. Yeah. And one example that I mean, let's kind of wrap people's brain a bit here. Like you you all fly. Now we fly more again after the COVID is finally gone. But you know, what do you get in every airplane? And what do you see the 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 pilots drinking? They drink tomato juice. Why do you have tomato juice in every card on every airplane? How often do you buy tomato juice at home and decide to watch the Super Bowl and have a tomato juice? Never. Yeah. So why is that? Yeah, I mean, brunch with friends, man. You're making homemade Bloody Mary mix, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. But you know, that's pretty rare, like once in a 10-year thing. And every every car has, you know, this 10 or 15 cans of tomatoes. And you have to see people getting that on the plane. Mm -hmm. So why is that? Okay. I, I went to the science. This was a question that, you know, I was pondering once. And I went to the science and I found out that there was a new science done that basically tells that your body is protected of the radiation that you will get in space mm -hmm. uh, for about five hours if you drink one can of tomato juice. Interesting. That's right, because when you're in a plane at that altitude, you're being exposed more. 100%. On, if you are in a cockpit, you get much more because the radiation is normally blocked by the, the chassis of the plane, mm -hmm. the metal. But in the cockpit, you have the, the window, yeah. and it's not protecting you. So... <laughs> Suddenly, the people, the, the pilots who are drinking tomato juice, have less cancer than the ones uh, who don't. Interesting. I mean, it's insane. Like how how this is again a lore that probably knew, but nobody knew about it, but it somehow became to be a thing. You taught me something. I thought I remember learning about something about tomato juice and flying, and I I I think it was maybe uh, some random. I thought it was immune system or something related. I'm like, no, it's definitely not that. But that's interesting. So obviously, this is years ago. I must have read that, but I forgot that. It's a direct trigger to help your body naturally fight uh, excess uh, radiation. So, interesting. it's a self protect, protecting yourself because your cell is kind of mutating when you get you know your the radiation can break your your cells that can cause and lead into into mutation can lead into cancer. Nice, fun random knowledge. <laughs> well, let, so now let's tie this obviously into smart nutrition. You know, let, let's let's jump into it, right? So, obviously. You became obsessed. That's what most inventions and most new companies are, are derived from is an obsession of something powerful that you think is going to create powerful change. And that's why I love talking about health tied back into business and tied back into lifestyle because it's just exciting to see and, and talk with people. That's why I have mess guest co-hosts. You're not being interviewed because I'm like, hey, man, let's geek out together. Like, why'd you do this? And where are you going next? And I, I just love these conversations. So, so obviously – you wanted to make nutrition a little smarter. <laughs> yep. uh, how do you how do you how do you fast forward into that then? I mean, like I said, I mean, I became a big believer in the food as medicine, and you know, maybe Hippocrates talked about it two thousand years ago. We had no Twitter, so we don't know exactly what he said, but let's assume he said it. What he said yep. that you know, be food by be Thai medicine. 
uh, not not in English, but they spoke a different language, maybe Latin, um, all ancient Greek. But a- anyway, the point is that what happens today, if you go to a grocery store, you go to a restaurant, you you eat food, most of the stuff that you are being promoted to is food that you should never eat. True. Food has become the backbone of our obesity epidemic, of our diabetes epidemic, of the fact that we are dying younger than we did before. Definitely few agree with all that. Few people know. This was not in the big news, but you know, in the last five years, our life expectancy has been declining, even before COVID. Mm-hmm. Decline. First time since the Second World War and Black Death. The two instances in the past when it happened. Before that, we've been going forward every year. Yeah. We lost zero point. Uh, we we lost point three years last year. That's pretty bad. Think about it. That's pretty bad. Yeah. And what something is now going wrong. So we eat ultra processed food. We eat excess sugar. Of course, we are moving maybe less. Uh, we are more stressed maybe because of the smartphones. Uh, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> Spend enough time working and selling those, inventing them. But the bottom line is that we we are we have a world now that the food is killing us. And at the same time, it's bizarre, but food can also heal. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that happening. So how can we have this sort of a thing that we do four times a year, four times a day maybe, and we can either kill ourselves or we can extend our life or even heal our bodies. And the beauty here is that if you eat the, the poorest type of diet today you can, you can get sick in about 20 years. So our body is very resilient. Mm-hmm. It's we, we super, put, it's like it'll that. put in a good fight for a little while, but eventually you the, just the body, keep dumping it's trash. Ama- it's an amazing beast we have. But you know the, the, the beauty that most people don't know is that once you've been you know, neglecting the body for 20 years, you are able to heal it in one year mm. by changing the diet only. And you can heal almost anyone. I'm not talking about like if you have stage four cancer, don't go for the you know fruit juice, but go for the you know the radiation therapy and, and and medications. But you know if you have type two diabetes, you can reverse it in a year. Everybody can do that. That that's I agree with. I've had, I've had multiple scientists, multiple health experts on. We've geeked out about nutrition and especially diabetes for a long time and heart disease and. Uh, the type two diabetes thing, what people were led to believe for years was not reversible. And yeah. it's been now proven multiple times over many times over. It's like, uh, and uh, the big proponent of it is what we're fueling the body with, you know, not exactly. just yeah, sugars, the grains that become processed sugars, uh, the processed manufactured seed oils that were technically meant to be a machinery lubricant. Uh, but then somehow we found a way to turn that into adding it into quote food, uh, anything with canola oil and that garbage. And I, I don't call that food real quick. You'll, you'll love this. Literally we're having a party this weekend. We have, once a year we host a big ski tuning party. So for the ski nuts and snowboarders out there, I have a big pole bar where my CrossFit gym that I built out there. And I was like, Hey, I just invite people over. We set it all up and people just wax their skis and hang out. It's a potluck. It's it's just, you know, a lot of fun, successful, adrenaline junkie friends. And my my wife said, hey, so-and-so is going to come over and they're going to make a, uh, uh, a buffalo dip or something. And she brought home just a bottle of whatever, store, store brand buffalo sauce. And my wife is an equine doctor. She's a doctor of chiropractic for animals. She went to Cornell. She went to UPenn. I mean, she's UPenn and Phil- very smart woman will not read the labels at all. And I'm like, uh, please. <laughs> 
because I, as soon as I flip it over, canola oil. And then they obviously have to add xanthan, xanthan gum because you got to thicken that sauce. Yeah. But the biggest concern, I was like, listen, if you, if you heat whatever you're mixing, you cannot superheat seed oils. Very, very dangerous. So I immediately took it back to the store. <laughs> um, I did replace it with uh, a much more expensive product. I can't, I'm blank on the brand right now. Uh, Prime Organics, whatever it's called. But anyway, it, they're, it, they're using an avocado oil as yep. the base, which is a much more heat tolerant uh, product like extra virgin olive oil, for example. So, but we're talking about ingredients. I just had to geek out with you about that real quick. Well, the same thing goes with the, with the fact that, you know, we, we changed uh, the, uh, the deep fryer in McDonald's from the lard mm -hmm. into basically cannula oil. Mm -hmm. And now we have a product that is maybe 10 times more cancerous. Absolutely. And, uh, and much worse tasting. Yes. And, so sometimes, you know, the old one was a better one. And I think now we know that, yes, I think, you know, you don't want to drink butter every day, but butter is actually not that bad for you. No. Uh, compared so, to again, it's, it's more heat tolerant, you know, just exactly. like lard and other things. Exactly. They realized, oh, wait a minute, you know, animal fats actually were very heat tolerant. And they thought, and again, they didn't, like you, you pointed out, there's some intelligent people trying to figure it out and they figured that's got to be it. And they just... I like to say they guessed, but they're just hoping, hey, maybe, maybe this will shift. And now they've done this for a few decades. And we're like, oh, oops, that was a bad decision. And besides the fact now we have all these, I've lost track of how many sugar alcohols have been invented. But everybody thinks that the alcohol form is better. And I was like, uh, if you add up all those different milligrams of all those different sugars that are in that label, you now have created, like your liver doesn't know the difference. My, my old client... Uh, he's from California. He was the famous trainer to the stars. And he owns the trademark, NSNG, No Sugar, No Grains. So he was he was the movement before keto became a thing. And that's his that's how he helped everybody. Anyway, um, he, he talks a lot about that. It's like, okay, people wake up. Uh, it's the same thing. Because your liver's a meritocracy as to how he calls it. He's like, it's meritocracy. It doesn't know the difference. You're just dumping a whole lot of sugar down your gullet in alcohol form or not, it's all going to hit the liver the same way. <laughs> well, the, you know, there's a new craze, of course. Many people, like I do, uh, wear a glucose monitor. And um, it's a great way to have a real-time feedback loop into your your health and your nutrition. Yeah, and, the tech uh, is cool. But do you, does the average, well, maybe the average person might need that until they get a clue. Uh, but I've never needed that because I just know don't do that. So, but some people well, need I mean, that technology to learn. Yeah, there are foods that you know you're going to be surprised, and I think it's a helpful thing um, to understand what will the world look like when we finally develop uh, metrics, uh, real-time metrics for nutrition that we don't have. And let me get, go there in a second. But the point that you know people are doing to cheat is that glucose monitor is measuring glucose in your blood, yeah. and if you eat fructose, it will not show as glucose because it will go directly into your liver. So people are like, oh, wow, I found this uh, fructose candy that I can eat and not get my glucose spike up. Like, uh, that's how we are, like, as people. We are, like, silly. Oh, you but, know you know that the new health of fitness nut is still trying to find a way to get that uh, that healthy dessert option. And I'm like, you do you know that dessert was never meant to be a daily thing, right? I mean, if, if you want to live a little, that's fine. But it's like, not daily, not weekly. Uh, <laughs> that's why so, I love on your site you guys talk a lot about biomarkers. Uh, you ever hear of Dr. Anthony J, PhD, bio, uh, he's a, uh, he was a microbiologist, sorry, geneticist. Um, I've had him on the show multiple times. He 
in his free time when he's not running labs, uh, he actually will do, like you just talked about, let's get smart. Let's run data. Uh, so if you send him your your current blood work and if you need a, a quick hack, he hates 23andMe, but he's like, hey, take the free test. And then when you log into your account, back of your account, you can export the raw data file. Yep. So then he cro- he does all the analysis on your blood, all the analysis on your uh, your genetic markers, and then spits out a nutritional analysis and talks to you about uh, chemicals definitely to avoid versus others and the right supplementation or certain things that your genetic markers may dictate that you should be considering in your nutritional profiling. So that was my first time getting geeky about that you know, biomarkers and genetics and everything else. So that's why I love how on your site you guys talk about biomarkers, and that's part of what you guys dive into the product you know alignment. So, yeah, that's the the, the point about you know this idea that you know we are looking at um, you know twelve thirteen biomarkers today on blood, and and you know there are biomarkers are a few things. And normally we think about blood biomarkers, we we can think about uh, uh, maybe urine, maybe sweat. Uh, but you can also think about digital biomarkers that uh, um, you know sleep and and weight and uh, your HRV and your activity, your heart rate, and many things. So one thing that you know we are trying to do at Elo every day is to really focus on understanding how do we measure nutrition, how do we build these things that are going to help you make the behavior change stick, and how do we help you to make it easy in a way that you don't have to worry about it every day. Because the problem is not that we don't know what to do. I think we all know, um, yet we are still doing the wrong things every day. And uh, what, do we, what do we do here is really, you know, try to personalize this whole thing. And I think what you can see on the, on the down left here, uh, we, we implemented coaches. So everybody today is uh, paired up with the coaches. That's cool. And uh, here you can see some of the coaches who we have in the team. And, it's just really cool that, you know, we have real people who are, they have master's degree in nutrition. Um, normal doctor has, you know, a few hours of nutrition science. These people have five plus years. Yeah, we, we, We've working. discussed that many times over the years on this show, the wake up call of, and MDs admit it. They'll tell that you ask them, they'll tell you. It's like, yeah, dude, you're depending on the school, maybe a couple of hours, maybe a week's worth of, of discussion, not nowhere near the depth necessary. And, and the, your, your question we began began the discussion about this is uh, smart nutrition. So I think the smartness is is few things. So we are trying to kind of coin a new term. Back in the days at Nokia, I was uh, I, I remember I was in a in a room with some of the leaders and we talked about the the first uh, smartphone. This is before Android and oh, before yeah. iPhone. Nokia in '95 and that was going to market. I, I joined the company just before they launched the product. By the way, it sold something like five billion revenue or profit in the first year pretty pretty cool product like 50 million sold oh, I, I remember like the old um because i had to research every single form of tech uh when the uh the handhelds they called them came out like you still had the yep. separate cell phone but then you had your smart handheld and then obviously you know the, eventually things like blackberry was transformed and and all of that and then obviously the smartphone yeah I, i've been through all that man <laughs> so we we remember vividly the moment when you know we were in a room and there's a lot of people and people are hassling out like what is the name of the product what is the name of the category it's not a mobile phone it's something more it's a you know computer in your pocket and uh, people are putting stuff on the wall and you know the classic thing like brainstorming and there was a word on the wall called smartphone uh there was a word uh uh you know, mobile computer. 
And then people were like, well, you know, Nokia was kind of boring in a sense. So they were, and Finns, you know, they were not maybe thinking out loud too much. So people were like, yeah, let's call it a mobile computer. And the smartphone was never used. And later, of course, wow. it became a smartphone. And, you know, that was a big deal because, you know, the smartphone is like most powerful product category today in our lives. I mean, it's a generic term hours. now. It's, it, know, is, it's, it is the default term, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to make the same mistake again. So I'm now saying that let's try to build now a new category and let's call it smart nutrition. It can be, you know, smart supplements. It can be a smart protein. It can be smart meals. And what does the smart mean in a case of a smartphone or smart watch or smart home or smart whatever you have? It means, or even a car like Tesla, a smart car. It means... That is personalized to you. Think about your phone is the most personal thing you have in your life. You buy this prick and then you fill it with your content, your photos, your friends and your apps, and it becomes your life. Um, it's also precise. Precise means it's scientifically grounded, you know, in this new innovations and so forth. In our case, it means that we are grounding everything in the real science that is validated with human testing. And then thirdly, it is always proactive. Everybody who buys a Tesla, the first thing you say to other people about it is that I walk in with my phone in my pocket, the doors open automatically, I sit in, it has the seat in the right place, the mirrors in the right order, and it has the my music playing automatically. That is proactively smart. And of course, it can also learn to drive like you want to drive it, not like your wife. So it's two different cars for me and my wife, for example. So that is what we're trying to build also in nutrition. And what it means in our case today when we talk about supplements and protein and other things is that every month it gets better. Every month we get more data about your biometric data from your wearable devices, from your blood and so forth. And we make it better. We make it more accurate for you. And you, you make a great point about uh, connecting, for example, DNA, mm -hmm. your SNPs. And connecting your blood data today, we don't uh, we don't connect today to the uh, um, microbiome or anything like that. We don't take your. You guys um, are doing blood DNA. analysis, though, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't take your DNA because it's just very cumbersome. You know, you have done the the download the SNPs on twenty three andMe or Ancestry, and then download that file and upload the file. It's pretty hard for the common person yeah. to do. And then you need a geneticist like Dr. J, where he sits there and no, goes through I, it. No, all. you don't. You know, you know, you can you can run it through with. Um, he is using a, a SNP analyzer. You know, anyone can build that. It's not very difficult. Okay. You know, there's a few hundred SNPs that you can do. About seventy-five of them are related to nutrition today. You can see, for example, that you might be poor metabolizer of vitamin D. You don't tolerate coffee well. Um, you I'm, might the guy, I'm the guy that processes coffee twice as fast as most human beings, I found out in that test. I was like, huh, who knows? Like my body just rips but, through and spells it. But keep in mind, that, I mean, that's DNA. People often forget this. DNA is the blueprint of you. Mm -hmm. Not everything that you can find in your SNPs is turned on. Your epigenetics is turning things on. Yes. So if you don't do the blood testing longitudinally, if you don't understand what's behind the SNP, you will not know if that SNP is on or off. Maybe you are very prone to have something, but it's still maybe 25% likely you are not. Hmm. So what if we connect, like in my case, my team tested me, and I have a vitamin D mutation, two of them that I don't metabolize well. So my, my vitamin D was super low. And then they looked at my data over time, and they know that I need to be supplemented three times more than most people. 
And it took me a year and a half to get my vitamin D to 60 or 70. That is the ideal level. I deposit iron. So if I would eat iron supplements, I would probably die. And that was also tested by looking at my blood data and looking at the DNA in in connection. So it's really powerful when you are able to do these things and learn. Like I had no idea that I need to supplement 10,000 IU of vitamin D for one year every every day in order to get to the right level. Right. And I felt different personally when I did that. So that's the power, I think, of this platform that is smarter. Well, that's about, what I like about it because, like you said, it's adding smart, aka intelligence, right? So it's, and I also love the fact that you, we hit on the fact that just once you done, did it once, you're not done. Like, I'm not being paid by you guys to say this. Like, the human body, as we hinted at very early in the show, right? And and I kind of like accidentally said viruses when I meant to say, you know, lifestyle choices, diseases, but like, well, this also is tied back to fighting off bacterial infection and viruses and everything else. Like, if your body is, been quote hacked biohacked and aka healed your body's actually now morphing in the right direction and things are changing again like you're saying you could be reactivating new things that have been dormant you could be which we have now proven we've are we've already seen us negatively reprogramming our genetics down the wrong path yeah. uh well, the same thing happens with the healthy side of choices. It's, it's you can actually literally rewrite and improve upon your genetic code, which there there's science now proving this where you can pass that on to the next generation. So what's better to pass on for the future of mankind than the next generation, right? Good genetics that have been improved upon and healed and or the worse of that. <laughs> so it, 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 it's so interesting because um and why we at Elo, you know, we we talk about nutrition broadly, and we work today in in the world of you know supplements and powders and stuff like that. It doesn't mean we we're not going to stop there. We're going to go into into food uh, fairly quickly. But why we did start with the supplements, for example, I think it's mind boggling, and many people don't know the fact that the 120 million people in this country are taking supplements every day. And they don't. And half, half of them don't even know if they need to take it or not. They're just taking it because it's suggested. Um, no, it's no, not. No, it's no. not dialed. Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight percent of people have absolutely no clue if they're taking the right thing or the wrong things. Yeah, it's a, it's and a many people. I would rather say that half the people are taking the wrong things that are harming them, and maybe 20, 30 percent of people are taking toxic amounts of that stuff yes. that is definitely you know making making their life worse. I mean, we have people come to Elo. We ask them always about what do you do today, what supplements you take, what medications you take. Every day we have people coming in who we tell immediately, stop doing what you do right now. Yeah. Why? Because you are taking a toxic amount of stuff that you should not take. Your values are way off. Like, you know, vitamin B is like you're taking 10 times more vitamin D or B or D that your body can tolerate. Or, you know, 20, 30% of people who come to LO who are pretty healthy people, are in medication. And they mm -hmm. are taking a supplement that is interfering with the medication. That's dangerous that's super too. Yeah, common. That's a good point. So we built a system at Elo that we automatically you know, look at your, your current supplementation. Our AI is automatically taking into account all your medications you have and eliminating all the supplements that might be impacting those. And there are thousands of you know cross-correlations between supplements and medications people don't know. And the doctors never know what people are doing at home. They they rarely even ask. Yeah. So maybe there's a small print, you know, in a in a in a you know mile long medication, what if, you know, 
the stuff nobody reads yeah. uh, that don't do this and that. Don't take magnesium or don't take iron or you know selenium if you are doing this. But some you know like really serious medications can be um, almost completely alleviated uh, and the impact goes away by doing supplementing at the same time. Oh yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, again, now granted, over the long haul, if you can find better nutritional sources also that's another whole different that's a whole different podcast but (laughs) the quality of the fuel that you're gathering and putting into your body and consuming over time once you've healed things i've seen and uh, the data where and even myself where you get to a point and maybe i've reawakened a different biomarker whatever it is where okay i don't need that anymore like oh okay i don't need to be taking that one supplement or or, and and then but maybe something else has changed or whatever but the point is is that there's people, like you said, they're just blindly buying stuff because their neighbor takes it, their mother, their father takes it, and like, oh, well, everybody should take vitamin C. Everybody should take lysine. Everybody should take, I don't know, whatever it may be. Uh, but do you actually know, one, also do you need it? Two, I like your point here, is um, can your body process it? Uh, like my buddy Vinny I mentioned earlier, he ended up inventing a, a sublingual B12 you put under your tongue because I didn't know this was a thing. He can't process the B12 if it if it's allowed to if you just swallow it right to the digestive tract. Whatever mar- marker he has in his biology, it would just pass right through, and he wouldn't get any of the benefits. And apparently, there's a large percentage of the population that has that issue. So interesting. Never knew that either. So there are two things maybe that I could um, highlight for uh, folks that you know people might not know. Um, one being that um, there's often um, the time that you should think about when you take certain supplements, for example, if you take uh, herbal supplements, uh, many times you should have a kind of, you know, take them for three months and then have a break and take again. Mm-hmm. Most people never thought about that. It's like, you know, if you go training, you're going to train for uh, triathlon or marathon. You can't do like nine months that you train every day. The same. You need to have a you know training load. You have a break. You have another there's load. There's a build up. There's a taper back. Ab- right. There's a rest and recovery cycle. Yep. So same thing that you know you should probably do for uh, some of the supplements, and we built that into the LOAI. I mean, nobody can remember this stuff. So we have thousands of you know you know rules that are built into the AI that we do automatically, but most people don't know about that. The second thing that is really I think important factor is. We've been third-party testing now all the supplements we give to people. And I mean, I'm not the supplement. I, can't, I don't come from the supplement world at all. I come from uh, tech and you know other things. And um, I never took supplements before. Like I said already, I realized I have an iron issue. I have a vitamin D issue. I fix those. I feel better. So I, I'm, a, I'm a believer. But I don't think supplements are going to save anyone's life. They are supplementing. They're making you better. But the point here is we did the testing. And we buy things from reputable sources, some of the best vendors out there. And we have said no to many shipments because they don't meet the criteria. They are not what they say they are. They are not dosed as they claim they are. And the purity is not where it should be. So there was a, we haven't done the study, but you know there are other people who have done the study that they go to uh, Whole Foods and they buy all the resveratrol that is a pretty trendy mm-hmm. supplement. And they find out that um, out of eight or nine uh, different brands, only one has the real product. So that's the case in in Whole Foods. Like, think about what it is if you go to the vitamin shop or or you know the the nearby oh, gym with the with the bodybuilding and you know, the-, the vitamin shop. I mean, again, uh, Vinny created a small little vitamin company for that exact reason. There's also 
when you know they're they're adding in flow agents so when they're making the pills the stuff that has to pass through the lines well in the manufacturing process it's cheaper if they can add a flow agent in something like silica and then all you got these ingredients in the vitamin don't even need to be in there but it helps them manufacture things faster and then yeah he talks about ingredient sourcing and then uh, like like they're probably like you guys they're going to send them out for third party testing to confirm that hey this is what it is and people can trust in that because yep. you're right there's so many bastardized ingredients and products out there and unfortunately in this country we have a department that should be looking into that but they in the government but they don't do it at all I mean, there's a famous book about, I mean, it's a self-supplement, but actually I do do shots of olive oil uh, as, as a form of supplementation, uh, but I get it straight from Italy. And, but there's a great best-selling book, uh, Extra Virginity, about how rancid and terrible the olive oil industry is in this own country because they're allowed to cut it with seed oils yep. and everything else. It's amazing. And that's just olive oil. It's crazy. Let alone, like you're talking about, key minerals and vitamins that people are going to trust that's supposed to help them and put them in their body. Yeah, I, my, I have to say that, you know, if, if, if you and, and when you buy supplements, I mean, people often, it, it's almost like a religion to some people, but be, be wary and, you know, do some research and, you know, look at, you know, the companies that are, are reputable and, and look at the companies who actually are doing the testing. Don't go for the latest fad because you might do more harm than good for your body. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it's it's super cool that basically, so through your technology and the blood test, obviously, that'll realign, well, digitally, they're gonna, you're going to realign, basically help guide people, okay, well, this is your perfect, I guess, uh, mix uh, of vitamins, minerals, and things that you should be supplementing. Um, yep. And then it's taking it to the level of proper dosing as well, right? Yeah, so I mean, we have um, we don't dose it in a way. We don't build a unique pill for you. Mm -hmm. We have an array of of different ingredients. We have eighty four active ingredients that are human trial. Uh, we have collected six thousand human trial clinical studies that are basis for LO algorithm that is defining how much of what you need. There's a you know study done to men who are in their forties and fifties, like us here, and uh, it's defining how much you know vitamin D or magnesium or omega three we need in order to have an impact. So what we are doing, we are using. I want to take that test. <laughs> we are we are following all the clinical trials that are out there. So there's in my case, I mean, for example, I have my LDL is now elevated because I eat a bit more keto type of diet. You often get LDL elevated. I don't think it's really scary if your particles look okay. But in my case, Correct. what do I do? I take you know, turmeric in my pack today. I have omega-3. And I think I have uh, I have also, um, I think I have ashwagandha here today in my pack. I actually take uh, an ashwagandha, but I don't know if it's as clean as yours, but I do take an ashwagandha supplement. <laughs> so granted, I've taken that out of my own testing. I don't have a test that proves whether or not it's benefiting me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's the point, like, you know, we, we, we did this now, um, and just recently we, we upgraded our turmeric. We had a lot of, you know, LO members came back to us and they said that we have this new research that they have that found that the turmeric with black pepper becomes more bioavailable. Mm. And uh, we, we heard that. We went back to the research. This is not the consensus. Like if you look at all the studies, they say do this and this. But if you take the right type of turmeric, you blend it with a little bit of black pepper, it becomes more bioavailable. And yes. 
holy be so that was the new research and it, it, it is true so now we have a product that we added last week that we added now the black pepper into the turmeric That's so we great. try to follow the science like every month our science team goes through all the research that happened in the world sometimes in a different language we translate it into english we turn it into ai and you get the benefit of that you know you can of course spend yourself but we have like you know five people reading all day long and learning about it so nobody can condense all the information we do it for our members because we know that they don't have the time to do it themselves wow that's awesome like i said it it you definitely defined the keyword there of smart nutrition what you guys are doing uh, i'm going to screen share this again so so no, what's next up we're coming to the end of our slot um What's happening? What's coming up, man? Like, is there anything big happening next? I know, obviously, you, you guys are talking about you know throwing in real food alignments and, and on the on the actual data and guidance and things of that nature as well. But like, what, what's 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 like really next up here in twenty twenty three? Well, I think if you if you click the you know to the sub and go to the to the protein product, I mean, I think that's that's something that you know we just launched about a month ago. And um, and this product, you know, is um, is a cool in a way that you don't have to do blood test for it. You can you can buy it by defining what flavor you want to have. Do you want to be vegan or do you want to be whey? And then you can define: Do you want to have carbs or not? And what we do, we actually take your your activities. So last thirty days of your workouts from your Apple Watch or your Peloton or your Whoop or whatever you, way you use to track your activities, Trava. And we take that data and we design the unique protein plant for you based on your activities. And then what we do that is, I think, super cool at this, you can see there in the video, we, we basically notify you after every workout and tell you how much protein you need. And th this has been a game changing for me, at least. And, and we have now, you know, thousands of people have been, you know, coming back to us in the last month or so. And explain that how cool it is that you know I finally know when to take protein and how much to do it. So that's just the one new idea of how do you make it more smart and how do you connect you know the your body into the nutrition product in real time basis in a way it makes sense. Very cool. Well, I I loved it. I, I think that the I think for people, I think many people listening to this episode, our listeners out there, I always tell people. Get data, like get some tests done. Uh, I mean, again, obviously this is pretty cool. Uh, try this out because obviously you already said, and actually you get a lot of data just from the blood work. You don't have to take it to the crazy geeky genetic thing. I love it. I think it's super cool. Um, but again, nowadays, like you pointed out, you guys have added it into your platform. Just running a simple blood test is, is so much easier compared to 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So now you guys can do it so quick like this. It's pretty cool. And I love the idea of finding at least some sense of a path in the supplementation process. Because like you said, there's, there is millions of people supplementing. I'm one of them. Uh, but not just guessing at it. <laughs> and just, you know, throwing your trust to, to the wind, if you will. So, which I'm guilty of. So I'll admit that. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I've, I'm taking supplements that I've researched that I feel are going to work best for me. And yeah, other than that genetic marker test and that thing that I did probably five, six years ago, I have not retested since. So I'm guilty of it. <laughs> and, you know, the whole idea at, at Elo and why we work on this stuff is that we we think there's so many more ideas and new, uh, new innovations you can create when you are blending data from our bodies mm -hmm. and nutrition and building the feedback loop. Every time we think about how can we build a feedback loop, 
when you use the ELO protein, the ELO app will not only notify you when you need to take protein in real time. We also ask you next morning, are you sore? Are you recovered? And that data is then fed into the blend to make it better for you. So it actually is an, a live process where real AI is optimizing your plan to make it better for you every day. And we are looking at now products around the market, like from meals to restaurant food to you know DoorDash to gummies and name whatever. We are building new ideas and trying to find product categories where we can build. Like, what would this look like if we re-innovate a category? And, and get it to people's hands. And of course, we know when we go, even the protein powder, in the end, it has to taste great. It has to be good product. I mean, it, otherwise you're not gonna consume it. Anything you put in your mouth, it has to taste good. Yes. So we are looking at like, how do we also not only focus on the outcome of your health being better or your recovery or whatever, how do we make the taste to be better? So one thing we are launching now in the coming weeks that I'm super excited, so the protein powder will be the first ever product of this type on in the world. So you get the product and some people come to us and say, I don't like the flavor. It's too strong. I think the product is too sweet or it should be sweeter. We're going to give you a toggle that you can move the sweetness for your product exactly like you want it. And the next month you get the back, it will be the different sweetness. So from a manufacturing process, I mean, is this all automated then on the back end when it gets everything gets bagged? Because I understand manufacturing and product design too. And I'm like, that's, you're basically specializing it. So I'm guessing that all getting gets based on those requirements, then triggers the bagging process for that specific customer, right? Every bag we are sending to people is hand back wow. to that person, hand blended for that person. We have worked with really really good people on the back end to make it scalable hmm. and um and it's it's pretty cool i mean this is something that you know has not really been done before right. so every product we do we try to be able to customize it but the protein literally every protein back we put out is going to be different i will tell you i used to take protein powders so i've never heard of it done this way before i will say a, a little hack in life which i love the fact that you, you're making things adjustable is that I learned this over the years from living a ketogenic way. And when you start cutting excess of sugars out of your yep. life, your your taste buds actually, we talked about this earlier in the show, right? We're healing the body, recovering the body, and almost rebirthing it. Well, something as simple as when you start cutting all the sugar out, besides getting through a keto flu, aka headaches and stuff like that, depending on how bad it was in your life, you also don't realize that you've been overstimulated that component of your taste buds for so long. And then once you start adding rich, healthy fats back in and, and things heal up and they, boom, bounce around, give it a couple months, things taste different completely. I mean, all of a yeah. sudden, foods you might not have liked, now you like. Every foods you were loving before taste even better. And it's like, well, wait a minute, what did I do? And you you healed your taste buds. Um, so then obviously, I, I, if I was doing your product, I would need to go back and reprogram that once I've you know healed. Yeah, I'm I'm 25% uh, uh, sweetness myself. Uh, we normally do 50%, and for me, 25 is already pretty sweet. Yeah, because you know, I I don't really do sugar, and uh, I eat 85 to 95% uh, chocolate, and I feel that to be sweet for me. And normal people are like, oh my god, this is gar garbage. Can you can you drop it to zero? Well, you can put it you can put it to zero, or you can even do plain, where cool. we take the flavor away completely. So we give you a pretty full optionality. In the 
in the product. But, but one thing I think, you know, on that note, um, that I I done myself a long time. I started a decade ago, and I'm a, I'm a big believer, and I I recommend to a lot of people, and you can read about it in the blog more. But you know, fasting is something that um, I I I just think is a really huge thing in the future. So I think we're gonna find. I'll be uh, doing it for ten more. years. Yeah, as well. We, we we find more about it every every year, and you know, it's so captivated. The five day fast. You know, you can do it by water. You can even do it with the prolon fast today, where you can actually eat 500 calories a day. It doesn't feel so bad. It has the same impact in your in your body. But basically, you rejuvenate your body. You you reset your taste buds. You reset your whole body, and most importantly, you reset your mind. You you are the, this amount of sharpness ideas you have on day three or day four. It's just insane. Oh, yeah. Then, I, I've gotten that just off of a 72 that I've done, 72-hour right. fasting. Because, uh, uh, again, the great Jason, uh, Dr. Jason Fung, his books on fasting are wonderful. A uh, great way for anybody hearing this right now to dig into it more. So you're reading about it from an actual doctor who realized, wait a minute, I don't know enough. Went deep down that cycle, and now he's an expert in you know helping cure obesity and diabetes, and he's a multi-author in the fasting world. I fully support fasting. Uh, it's been fun over the years getting better at it and trying different ways of doing it. So, and you know when you do it first time, it's super scary and oh, yeah. really hard. There's nothing easy about it, but when you have done it a few times, you your body knows and your mind knows what to expect. But well, I've done it now for a long time, and I do uh, five-day fast every quarter once. Mm -hmm. So my body has become very adaptable. I can go from the normal sugar-burning mode to the keto mode in a day. I don't have the, the keto flu anymore. No. Yeah. It's super cool when you are that adaptable. So suddenly it becomes quite easy to move uh, from normal eating into fasting. And I think that's going to be something that you know more and more people are going to find in the future. Because, I mean, the benefits seem to be very, very uh, positive for your body. And you can, you know, you rejuvenate re your stem cells. You can clean the bad cells in your body. Oh, yeah. The bad cells cause cancer. So I think, you know, we can probably leave. Some, somebody told me, well, the, 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 the CEO of, you know, Prolon, he told me that, you know, if, if you, let's not say he said this, but, you know, it's not published yet, but, you know, yeah. uh, you, you could, in theory, uh, doing the, the Prolon fast, Four times a year, you take five days of fasting every quarter, you might live 10 years longer. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's definitely science behind it. Because you're just, again, back to our earlier points in the show, you're reawakening things that are already in our code. I mean, again, that was a normal way in the hunter-gatherer way of life. If you're between finding food, you're in the winter and whatever, you might have been in a fasted state, you know, trying to hunt for the next thing or, you know, find the next gathering. And it's already there. It's just, you know, uh, thousands of years of evolution, but it's still there. And I agree with you. Uh, when I was writing my book, I was cycling a lot more fasting rotation and, and the mental, like just, it's like a fire going off in your brain. It's amazing. So I fully support and agree with you on that. Uh, well, listen, we got to bring the show to a close, but uh, one thing I do, again, remember ladies and gentlemen, elohealth.com. Uh, but one thing I like for my guest co-hosts is, and again, you already have an amazing backstory going into the show. Uh, everything you've learned, and maybe this is something tied to you and your family. Maybe it's tied to all the companies you've been able to work with. But I asked my guest co-host, like, hey, man, if you were, you know, because the beauty of podcasts is they're evergreen content. So what would be something, and I now use the word legacy message, right? What are some final words for the show? But this is a legacy thing. Like, 
everything else you're learning, and I've already learned what you're going to still stumble across. What is a legacy message you want to leave behind for the audience? What is something that's kind of all encompassing what you're doing and where you're going? I, I think for me, the, the really the, the big thing is that um, the smart nutrition is, um, is something that, you know, I believe it can become like a real thing, like a, you know, like a smartphone. What if we now in the next decade, we invent this concept and take it further, not us, but, you know, hundreds of people, thousands of people, you know, hundreds of companies are going to, I hope, adopt this idea. What if we, what if this becomes like a smartphone? What if, you know, half the people adopt smart nutrition and, and products that come from this world? What if we can actually, with this, change the way healthcare is perceived? And my big thing that, you know, I, I want to work on, and I don't know if it's possible, but I think today that we might be able to figure out the, the code of uh, health for humans by connecting us into more sensors and more biomarkers. And I think we're going to find the universal theory of health. And it will look very different than what we have today when we have 100 different type of doctors looking at one part of your body. It's like, you know, you're blindfolded and you're touching the elephant from the nose and from the tail. Yep. That's what the doctors do. And they don't communicate together. They don't convene together to talk about your condition. The one doctor makes their call and then the other ones are not in the loop, barely even see the data or the, or the, or the record. And then, and then it ends up being a pharmaceutical band-aid to an innocent pharmacist just doing their job and they're listening to whatever they were fed. And it's like, well, what if instead of it going to a pharmacist, it's going right to a nutritionist and your, and your coach, and now you're not seeing the doctors much anymore? Healthcare costs are coming down. You know, you don't have the health and medical debt because we're reversing the, and improving the age and life cycle of mankind. 100%. Now, Scott, you said it, I mean, in the early, you said really well that, you know, you are not a burden for the healthcare system. You are like, why do I pay for the health insurance if I only use it as an insurance plan? Mm -hmm. Most people use it as a daily occurrence. I think if more people would be in this game like you are, we don't need to spend 4.5 trillion in healthcare. We might spend 2 trillion. And by the way, with that 2 trillion, with that 2 trillion a year, we could actually reverse their climate change, for example. No problem. True. Or become completely regenerative in our agriculture and food production. True. With 2 trillion, we could do that. Now we are spending it. You know what? We spend it for managing chronic conditions, not healing anyone, keeping people, you know, sick as they are walking here, uh, obese or I mean, we 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 should do better we should really focus on helping people before they get sick and the people who are sick we should reverse them not keep them sick I, I fully agree with that that statement we can do better and unfortunately it's taking unique individuals like yourselves that are daring to break outside of the quote norm uh to try and dig into something different that could possibly change the future of mankind in a positive way and that's why you're on the show today because i I think it's super cool. You guys are playing with tech, but using it in a, in, in a health alignment uh, perspective. And uh, it's exciting to see the technology coming along the way it is. Obviously, you guys are able to sync up with things like Apple Health and all these different apps just to help. Again, you're, at, you're just drawing all that data together 
and then trying to help somebody get a better path on their decision process and working with coaches and everything else. I, lo- I love it. I, lo- I love it. It's uh, I'm excited to see what you guys pull off next as you guys continue to grow this. <laughs> um, I would love to kind of give you a small kudos um, about your background and, you know, the, the hot shot uh, book cover behind you, because, you know, um, I have a, we have a cabin at Tahoe, a 75 year old cabin, uh, middle of nowhere huh. on the, one of the highest points at Echo Pass. And uh, and that was a staging area for the firefighters in the in the last year's um, fire. And uh, basically everything burned around our cabin. And there was like an amazing crew of firefighters that actually saved our cabin. Oh, Unfortunately, they, your cabin was their safety hundreds zone. Of, yeah. Hundreds of cabins burned behind us and almost the whole ribs over there uh, burned. And they were able to stop. That was the, the final stop before it goes to South Lake Tahoe. And if they could not have stopped it there, we probably would have lost 2,000 cabins at least and people's in our homes. So kudos to you. Uh, I continue to honor that that profession. That's that, that book, I wrote that for charity because I don't need to make money off of a book. I have companies for that. So it's uh, it's something that it was. I only did it for a couple of years, but it changed me for life. And I always want to give back and honor that profession that uh, the men and women choose to t- choose to do it day in, day out, year after year. It is sometimes a thankless job until you hear about amazing, powerful stories like that. And uh, I-, I love hearing. I said thank you. I-, I appreciate that. And yeah, I have I still got some some old brothers and sisters of the old fire crew that are still serving, still doing it, and they're they're lifers. And that's that's a special kind of crazy in, in my circle of influence. I love it. <laughs> Cool. Well, listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, again, wonderful, cool new tech that's actually making a difference. I love it. So if, you, if you're if you geeking out like I am, you want to check it out, go to elohealth.com. Sorry, sorry, just elo.health. Uh, and dig into it. Look into it. Again, there is so much information out there, especially just off of biomarkers. They have a lot of great articles on there and a lot of information about understanding biomarkers. I think that's super cool too. Uh, so check it out. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ari just helped us do that today. We're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. So remember, you too can live the fuel, and I'll talk to you guys again soon. Recording.